0: Welcome to the podcast, my name is Three Point Spanish King, and uh, today we've uh, got James Ballard always, our, our uh, English friend. There's an English test match going, we will call James, and he, uh, he takes the call always, so we thank James on that. Um, but anyway, um, the fifth test match uh, between England and India uh, was underway, and uh, England have won this pretty pretty easily. I think that's the word we're using a lot when describing them. They're winning these easily, these these very tough chases. Um, England decided to bowl games. Um, they won the toss because they do like chasing and um, didn't quite work out. In India made 416. Uh, and we were saying earlier, geez, that's a horrible mistake. Led by a credible innings of Richard Punt, who made 146, and Ravi Jadeja, who made 106. Thoughts on the decision and the innings. From India, James?
1: No surprise, really, that England found themselves batting second. Mm. Um, They seem to Mm. want to do that these days um I thought India played well actually it seems to be a common trend I think in all the test matches this summer so far that the new ball has had a big part to play wickets have fallen early it's been hard to bat in those first sort of 20 30 overs and then once mm. the the ball gets older then that's when the runs are scored we saw New Zealand doing the same with Mitchell um and we we've seen England doing the same thing throughout the uh, the summer India did exactly the same didn't they Rishabh Pant was the man that came in alongside Jadeja both scored of centuries Pant is just boxed office. I, I just love watching him play. Um, mm. Jadeja's not far behind him. And yeah, obviously a total 400 plus it was good, I thought. I thought England lost the way with the bowling towards the, at the tail um bowling short. And that's brought over towards um Jasper Bumrah, where they took 35 off at India. Um, <laughs> he, he kind of feared the worst at that stage because England seemed to have lost the plot a little bit. But obviously, fullness of time. Um, it didn't cost them too much, but uh, I think India, after posting four sixty would have been reasonably happy with life. I think they would have been. Well, you, you hit the nail on the head with uh, bringing up Mitchell
0: and Blundell. Um, yeah. Because I- India were in all sorts of trouble. Five for ninety-eight. James Anderson, fantastic again in the first innings. Um, but as you said, it, it, it was. A, it's a bit like the same New Zealand Test series. Two players got under England's nerve. Got in under their skin. They attacked their bowlers, um, albeit except Anderson, who never gets attacked. And England just couldn't find a way to get them out until the damage was done. As we said, he said Pat was box office. Um, he was unbelievable. Smashed 146 on 111 balls, um, four sixes, 19 boundaries, uh, and Jadeja um, chipped it, chipped in. Played um, an undercard. Considering he made 100. That's how good Richard Pat was. But it seems to be a mental lapse with England with its bowling trying to. Get out a lower order, James. Um, as you just said, you know Mitchell Blundell made all those centuries, uh, got under England's skin. Is is there a mental problem with England regarding that? Because that's now happened in two separate series where they just ha- they've they've had a, a very good advantage, five down, but it cannot seem to get out the next batsman, and they go on to make runs.
1: Like I said, I think it's just the ball; it gets easier to bat. Yeah, you know, it suddenly goes from being ball on top and the, the bowling side, whether it's England or the you know tourists on top mm-hmm. and looking like they're going to take a wicket so all of a sudden the wicket flattens down the ball sort of stops doing anything and it becomes far more batting friendly and you're playing test cricket and the batsmen know what they're doing and they're able to actually make the most of that Mitchell Blundell did that Pant Jadeja did that to different degrees at various stages think England's middle order have done the same thing Bersto's. Um, possibly benefit mm. from, from that as well. So, mm. I think it's just the the way that cricket has gone this summer with the ball. You know the duke balls been a problem. Um, going through yes. the handcuffs and uh, or not going through the handcuffs and. The, there's got, there's got to, we've got to reach the stage where those handcuffs need sponsoring um, and an advertising logo put in on them because they seen more than um, probably England's openers at times. And uh, my biggest thought I would w- w- go back to it was England bowling once seven wickets are down, England seemed to suddenly change tack and bowl mm. short. And yeah. It worked in the second innings against India, which we'll come to in a second. But in the first innings and often against New Zealand they suddenly start leaking loads of runs. You know, Bumrah is the sort of person, I mean, he, he's not a batsman. He's the sort of person he shuts his eyes, he swings. Uh, if it's a Yorker or if it's a good ball that's going to hit the top of the off-bail, he's going to struggle with that as much as a top-order batsman is. You know, if it's a short ball, his eyes light up, he has a swing. And it comes off sometimes for Jasper and some of the uh, the lower order. And England just seem to lose their train of thought, their, their discipline when it comes to that. New Zealand did it against England in one of the chases at Trent Bridge. But I think England need to maybe sit down and work out how they're going to bowl at tail enders. Because like I say, if it's a good ball against a Virat Kohli, it's a good ball against a Jasper Bumra Bumrah. And to be honest, you know, you talk about picking sides. If you're going to pick a team for England, and you're looking at the bowlers and you try to pick the best bowlers to play, you could take anybody out of county cricket and they can bowl a bouncer. You know, it's, it's not the hardest thing in the world to do. You know, use your skills and, and actually bowl the team out properly. Um, and I thought India recovered well to get to the 416. I thought they did really well. The lower order waggles and, you know, Jadeja and especially Pant were exceptional.
0: To the bowling side of England, um, once again, we, we seem to talk about this guy every week, James. James uh, Anderson, um Five rickets, six, five for 60, average of 12, economy weight of 2.75. Unbelievable once again, at age 39. In
1: English conditions particularly, but anywhere in the world, he is an outstanding, outstanding bowler. You know, he, he's only well on his way to getting up to 700 test wickets now. Um, you wouldn't put him past him going. I mean, I think Murali's probably a little bit too far ahead of him, but I think Shane Warne's um, tally achievable for him. And he's just... Absolute class, isn't he? He knows exactly what yeah. he's doing with the ball. You watch him and he sets batsmen up. He, you know, he, he sends the ball across them. He sends the ball across them. And all of a sudden, one nips back in and they're, they're playing down a different line. He just knows exactly what he's doing. He's got such good control. You see the slow-mos, the ball coming out of his hand and the seam position, everything. He just knows exactly what he's doing. Um, I, I do think with Jimmy, there doesn't seem to be any sign of him getting you know, his power's dwindling. I do think with Stuart Broad, there are signs that his powers are dwindling slightly. Yeah, and that's not to knock him. Um, I'd still play him in the in the series against South Africa. But I just think there is maybe just a little bit of an indication that Stuart Broad is is going down a notch. Um, but you're going down a notch from being a great. So you're not going down to somebody that's awful. Um, but I do think there are signs that maybe his powers are starting to weaken a little bit. But Jimmy Allison just shows no sign of stopping. He's incredible. So,
0: response of uh, 416 by India in their first innings. Now, England came out in their first innings. Um, their front three uh, did not go anywhere. Uh, Alex Les cheap, fell cheaply. Uh, Lee, sorry. Zach Crawley Ollie Pope fell cheaply. And there was once again down to Root and Bairstow. Um And just really seemed England was in trouble throughout this Test match. Um, Siraj was fantastic with the ball. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, England's first innings?
1: repeat again the ball against the new uh, the top three it's hard place to bat in england in the top mm. three and the ball is doing a bit more for the uh the new ball's doing a bit more for the bowlers i mean yep. j- just i mean ruti i don't think that should play very well by his standards in the first innings he kind of mm. fashioned a 31 rather than stroke to 31 but that's the hallmark of the great players sometimes you know you're not always going to watch the middle and everything pings off the middle straight away and you find a way to, you know, at least forge a partnership with somebody and, and play your part in, in setting some kind of total. And that's what Rooty did in that first innings. But you look at Bairstow, Bairstow is in the form of his life. I've watched him since he was um, t- mid-teens and watched him coming through the academy. Him and Root are were always kind of earmarked to be certainly Yorkshire players with the potential of going on and playing for England, whether anybody actually at that stage thought they would go on and quite do what they're doing because they're... Breaking records, both have averaged around about 100 um, this summer so far. Um, Roots in mm, the series, yeah. if you go back to last year, averaged 105, I think, in the series. Just incredible stuff. But Bearstow's twin hundreds in this match just top a, a, an, an insane last three games. You know, he had a quiet first test against New Zealand. Century in the second innings at Trent Bridge to win the game for England. He then joined uh, sort of Century in the first innings and then joined Root and taking... England home at Headingley and then there's obviously put back-to-back centuries in this game Um, and if you take Bairstow's contribution out of the England's batting England would not have won this test match he's been absolutely vital for them and playing with huge confidence but he's playing with he's playing with his brain you know he's talking about being freed up and just enjoying it but there are there is Calculated um, brilliance there. He's you see Stokes, who I think has gone. Um, I saw somebody said the other day that Stokes isn't making runs, he's trying to make a statement. And it's not quite working because I think with Stokes, he's better than he's showing at the moment. He's just coming out to try and slog, and he's better than a slogger. Whereas Bersto, yeah, yeah. he yeah, you know, Stokes is going aerial, Berstow's going along the grounds, Berstow's recognizing that they're fast outfields, Berstow's recognising that you know, there's gap, plenty of gaps created in the field when you get on top of a bowling attack. He, he knows when to pull his horns in and, and to defend. And then he knows when to attack. And he's, he's just been absolutely incredible the last three test matches. And this one has been no exception. You know, not many people in um, test cricket score um, centuries in, or four centuries in three test matches. Not many people score two centuries in the same match. Um, and he's just an in, in incredible vein of form. And he's been responsible for winning the test match and if you go back through the last four matches Lucas it was what the chases of 290 290 yes. 260 yeah. or something it's New Zealand somewhere in that region um, and uh, at this chase of 378 against India and it's been Root and Burstow that have been the guys that have won it you can talk all you like about baseball and positive mental attitudes and all this kind of stuff but Without Root and Bairstow, Root's century at Lords was the innings that took England home in the first Test match. Bairstow's century at Trent Bridge took England home in Nottingham. Root and Bairstow together took England home at Headingley, And Root and Bairstow together with a double century partnership take England home in this game at Edgbaston against India. So without those two, those two have been absolutely exceptional. appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls.
0: As you said, you know, Johnny Besto was fantastic. well, It was not just serious, it was in New Zealand, as you pointed out. India uh, had their second innings and England had to ball extremely well, James, just to get re- just to get back into this game. Uh, unfortunately, uh, India got off to a little bit of a, a flying start. They, they made quick runs. Uh, Pujero was a, a nonsense, as he always is, in these kind of tricky innings, making a 66. Uh, Richard Punt 57. Um, but a good fight by the England bowlers, especially Ben Stoke, James, really uh, got England back into this game. An unlikely hit, unlikely hero, and we know Ben Stokes capable of the ball, but it wasn't James Anderson, it wasn't a Stuart today. it was Ben Stokes himself. He didn't bowl down any overs in the first innings.
1: I oh, just to go back to the first bit about India's batting. I felt that they were quite naive yesterday, yeah. um, day four. I, I yeah. you know, you look, you have to look at the bigger picture. I mean, they knew that England were going to try and chase down anything they, they got set, but you know, trying to chase down and actually chasing down is a different kettle of fish. And India had the ability um, in that second innings to basically bat England out of the game. They started, I was it 138 for three, they started on day four. I was commentating yesterday in Pant at the crease with, um, with Pajara. Pajara is the sort of person that can bat days on end. Um, yes, pant yeah. Played quite a restrained innings for Richard Pant in the second innings. Um, but you still got Shai Asahi, you still got Jadeja, you still got Shardul um, Takur to come in. Shami and Bumbra have shown that they can score runs. So there was a potential there. India finished um their second innings on 245 all out. Mm. Now, if they'd, even if that had been 345 or 350, you know, and you're setting England then 450 to win a test match, 500 to win a test match, with time a factor as well. Um, you're making it very hard for them. And India were 2-1 up going into this tail end test match, this carried over test match. And they could have actually cemented the draw on day four by batting England out of the game entirely. And they failed to do that. And it wasn't a bad batting track. They played some poor shots and there was some bad selections um, by India there. Some good bowling as well. You mentioned Stokes. Mm. I think he ran in and bowled very nicely. But... India missed a big trick on day four. They should have batted England completely out of the equation, and they didn't do that.
0: Good fight as if by Ben Stokes. Um picked up a uh, four wickets, uh, four for 33. Um, was fantastic. Now England's second innings are very tough. We know they've been chasing well against Zealand, but this was this was another level. But it's just amazing just how they did this with absolute ease. We mentioned this in the last test match against against um, New Zealand. How they face down that target with ease as well. They did this very, very comfortably. And out of all people, Zach Crawley, uh, Alex Lee has got a, a tremendous start. They made a, I think it was 107 partnership. Uh, really laid the uh, foundation. Ollie Pope got a duck, which is a good chasing when you do it easily. But Joe Root and Johnny Best never really looked troubled in this. They were, they were absolutely fantastic. I know Joe Root played here and there, so did Johnny Best. But apart from that, there was no chances. Richard Punt. Um, dropped the catch um, down the leg side of Vihari. dropped the catch, tough, very tough chances, but no clear cut dolly. Uh, just to indicate how good batting they actually were.
1: I think Vihari's chance, he should have taken that. Um, but Rishabh Pant's would have been a world class yeah. catch down the leg side if he'd taken that. It would, have, you know, sort of one out of every hundred kind of yeah. that sticks, isn't it? Um, yeah, so exactly. I don't, nothing too dramatic against him for that. But I think yeah I'm coming to Root and bearstone in a second, but I thought Lees and Crawley, considering mm. both of those are under a little bit of pressure, Alex Lees probably under slightly less pressure than Zach Crawley because Crawley was the one that's got the crosshairs on him all the way yeah. through the summer.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I know it was only 46 that he scored, but I thought Crawley in that second dig... He put a lot of shots away. He didn't play that expansive booming cover drive. He left a lot more cautiously outside of yes. the off stump. He he was a lot more disciplined. And there's there's good signs there. You know, he looks like he's finally, the penny might be dropping and he might be learning a little bit. And if he, hopefully, he sits down after a few beers tonight, because there'll be some celebrations, I'm sure, in that England team. But Yeah. And, and thinks it through that, you know, how, how he got to 46 and how he managed to face 76 balls, see off the new ball and how he went about that, that's his blueprint to actually go on now um, into the South African series. I think both Lees and Crawley showed enough in that second dig. To give them another, at least another test match together. I thought Lees was brilliant. His bat looked um ten foot wide through most of that innings, and he was incredibly unlucky that Root uh, ran him out. Because I thought uh, I'd actually just said on commentary, this is Lees's opportunity now to really notch a big score and uh, and ink his his name into that score team sheet. Mm. But um, Rooty came out and. Um, uh, ran Lee's out, and I think then Root had to really grit his teeth and make sure he saw England home because I think he felt a bit uh, guilty for running out his former Yorkshire teammate. But going on to, to Root, and back, I mean, just yeah, well, before that, I and mean, if you actually think about that second innings, as you say, really comfortable chase in the end 378, it was at a canter. There were only was it about three overs where three wickets fell. The, England went from being 107 for none to 109 for three, between yes. Overs 21.4 to 24.1. So apart from that little period, that 10 minutes, um, either side of the break, I think it was. You know, England didn't lose a wicket in the entirety of the rest of the innings. Uh, Root came in, 142 not out, of 114 not out, just finished off um, a superb first half of the Test summer for, for those two. Besto just looks like he can't do anything wrong at the minute. When he yeah. hits the ball yeah. there's a shot towards the end today where he smashed it back past Siraj.
0: And asked that, that, yeah.
1: if that had actually hit anybody? That would have caused them serious grief because that was smashed back yeah. at them. And Root was just in his imperious form. Um Root's Root's now got to the stage because there was a, going back a few years with Rooty there was a period where all anybody talked about was his conversion rate 50 to 100, oh he doesn't mm. convert, it didn't go big enough. Yeah. Nowadays um, a, when he gets in, it's almost inevitable. <laughs> he gets to 30 or 40. Well, that I you think, now. Well, yeah. But yeah, it almost gets, you know, gets to 40. It's almost inevitable mm. he's going to get 100. Mm. And, yeah. um, you know, and now he makes them big hundreds. He that, doesn't just that, settle for 100. He gets 150 or 200.
0: Yeah. That, that was the huge criticism of, of Joe Brew. Um, when you get to compare to Steve Smith, Colley look at them, they, their conversion rates, absolutely fantastic. And that was the only one week in start. And he's fixed that up in absolutely a million dollars. I saw a stat yeah. the
1: other day. I think I, well, I can't remember. He's the world's best batsman,
0: James. He's the world's yeah. best batsman. Oh, by a long way as well, I think yeah, in yeah, test cricket, yeah, by a long yeah, way. And yeah, he's, other, he scored
1: something yeah. like about 12, 14 centuries yeah. since Smith, Coley or Williamson yeah. got one.
0: Yeah. So the, the the other three have fallen off the cliff. The, that's painful for me. that just about Steve Smith, but it's true. Joe, Joe Root has Joe Root is what Steve Smith did to England in two thousand nineteen. He's having, a, a, if you want to call it, the Don Bradman series. But this isn't just one series, James. This is it's against New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I, I, I make fun of this a lot. albeit except for in Australia, that's probably his only. Smudge, you know, yeah. last year. But, two he, but
1: years. even Australia to, yeah. to be fair, even yeah. in yeah. Australia, when England got yeah. battered, um, yeah. the first two test matches, he should have probably got 100 at least one of those. Mm. And uh, yeah. he did score runs there, just didn't get the three figures. Uh, and we put so much stock in three figures 99 mm. failure, 100 us <laughs> massive success. One <laughs> run difference.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. But, um, yeah. but I th- yeah, I think Ruti has actually probably benefited from, um, you yeah. know, I heard uh, Baerstow being interviewed after the match today. And they were talking about his renaissance kind of thing as a cricketer and the, this incredible summer that he's having. And it's quite illuminating, I think. There's one, I don't know if many people have noticed it, but one little sort of like throwaway comment about the bubbles and how, how hard he found the bubbles, the COVID bubbles, that, he, you know, he said, I'm not the sort of person that can sit in my hotel room and play computer games for hours on end. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's more active than that. He likes to get yeah. out. He likes to do stuff. He's, you know, some people, I think, a uh, uh, Joe Root... A COVID bubble, I think, is actually putting him in his elements. He's on a cricket yeah. trip. He's thinking about cricket. He's shadow batting like a Steve Smith, shadow batting in his in his bedroom, and then he goes to the cricket grounds. That, to him, is Christmas. Whereas for Johnny Berstow, and I know both of these guys, Root is a cricket badger. Root thinks about cricket 24-7. He loves it. He is immersed in the game. He thinks about nothing else. When he's out there batting, that is basically his home. He, he absolutely loves loves to play cricket. is a different person. Both are really nice guys, but Bursto's a different person. And he is somebody that when he gets away from the cricket fields, he shelves cricket and he thinks about, he watches other sports. He listens to music. He goes out, you know, he, he does other things. Cricket is not important to jo- to Johnny Burstow once he's left the cricket ground. And so he's made differently. Therefore, you put Root into a COVID bubble in a cricket atmosphere next to a test ground. He's in his element. Bairstow can't think of anything worse because he is not in his element. He just wants to be home near friends and family and doing stuff and, and being elsewhere. So I can quite easily see why Bairstow's had a, a ropey two years because the bubbles have not suited Berstow's personality. He's now out of the bubbles. He's been given a set role in the sides rather than being messed about. And just watch watch, watch him flourish. He's just been amazing. It's been glorious to watch him play.
0: You are listening to
1: the Cricket Badger podcast. I, hey, I'll tell you what, mate. I, 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 they, yeah. they did uh, on the TV coverage over here. I don't know if you saw the same coverage as we do. But the, because you're on the other side of the world. The, um, they showed like a montage in one of the rain breaks in earlier on in the Test match. They showed a yeah. montage of the Test series so far. Um, yeah. And all, obviously, all the other games were last last year. And yeah. it, it just it, it brought it home to me, Lucas. And yeah. you know, we had Rory Burns, Dom Sibley playing in that series. We yes, had we Chris did, Rokes yeah. was playing. Yes, we yeah. had yeah. You know, the, the faces were line. different. You know, yeah, KL Ra- yeah. Just put the behind the stumps. Yeah. KL Rahul and Rohit Sharma for for India. It just brought it home to me that. And it, when I was watching that montage, and I only saw it once, and I didn't have the sound on, but it felt like years ago
0: because there is
1: you know I mean England have played so much cricket between yeah. then and now you know the winter was packed we had you know it's been wall-to-wall cricket for India's Test team and white ball team ever since so that when you when you're kind of working in the in the sport and I'm commentating a lot of the on a lot of the England games things kind of move on you, you think things are moving on quite yeah. quickly and things that you know you, you, you and then you look back to, and you just see how much has happened since then yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, you know, obviously. Yeah, you, know, you we we had a, our little uh, at on the last. Um, yeah, I was actually going to bring this up. Yeah, I know about, where you're going. About,
0: you know this being,
1: this being this being an isolated test match yeah, being brought yeah. back in, yeah. um, and it has kind of, it, in a way, it has devalued because you haven't you've lost the yeah. narrative, the thread of the yeah. series, and the different personnel. You got two different captains: Stokes captain in England, and uh yeah. yeah. Bumrah captain <laughs> in India <laughs> in this amazing. series. Yeah, but. Um, I do think it was worth playing it, and I do think it was worth bringing it back. Cause it has put a full stop to a series, and it was obviously a brilliant Test match, wasn't it? And yeah. I love Test cricket, so bringing a Test match back just to play Test cricket is enough for me.
0: I will do the play ratings for this game, James, um, as well, because it's something I do enjoy hearing your opinions on. Um, so we'll do the Indian and England. Um, we'll go with England first. Uh, Shubman Gill.
1: Half He's, mm, he's yeah, not hardly yeah. affected the match at, matches at yeah, all, has he? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a better player than that. I really like Shubman Gill. Um, no, he was really me. good in
0: Australia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I
1: love watching him in the IPL, but he's just not got going at all. And, you know, come back, to refer back to the new ball is very hard to face in India, especially this Dukes ball that's the yeah. way it's behaving at the well, moment. Yeah. So, um, Shubman Gill is somebody who has a huge future ahead of him. He's just not featured in this test match and people have that, don't you? You know, you, you have test matches that pass you by his players sometimes and Shubman um, has got on the plane, come all the way to England, and really hasn't featured.
0: Yeah, he was he was very um the last two test matches uh when he played up in Australia in that historic series. Um, I'd give him a, a two.
1: Um, Pujara, Pujara, I, I, I love him. He, he played for Yorkshire, so yeah. he's a Yorkie. <laughs> um, he he is um. Yeah, you, you, when you talk about baseball and everything else and the yeah, you know, the attacking stuff, is a bit of a throwback isn't he? To somebody that's yeah, a yeah. little bit more determined to not give his wicket away and if I um, yeah, you know, that's that series in Australia right. where Australian bowlers peppered him and he just wore the bruises and yeah. just carried on. Mm. He's he's a terrific player. Um for me, Chatishwar seven out of this game, I think he I think he contributed and I think he was good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give him a six. Um, he did in the second innings. First innings probably let let down a little bit. If he would have scored runs, I would have gave him a higher rank. For
1: Harry, uh, two or three. Didn't really same as Shubman Gill, really, wasn't it? He kind of passed. Test match it passed him by. He got in. He started threatened to get in in the second innings, but he didn't kick on. So for Hari, for me, yeah, just like a two or a three. Just kind of thanks for coming.
0: We'll get into that. Sandip uh, has a question. Um, Not typical fifth-day piss in, in last four matches for England. Absolute road. Duke Ball batches print Seems Ball had to change frequently. And also England's positive approach. Just, to, just on that, uh, what did you think of the ball changes before we go back to our ratings? simply ridiculous seems Absolute ridiculous. I,
1: I listened to Atherton and Hussain, actually, on TV commentary talking about this. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like... When the ball's doing something, none of the players want to change it. It could be, it could look like a dog's had it in their basket for four days and chewed it to death. But if it's doing something, nobody wants to change it. It's yeah. as soon as you get a couple of overs where the ball does nothing, all of a sudden, yeah. umpire, take a look at that, please. Stick it through your handcuffs and uh, and see if there's any if we can change it. And apparently, the rules are that the gauge is just that; it's a guide. Apparently, it's up to the umpire to look at the ball and actually make an assessment. But what we're getting, what we're getting to at the moment, and we've had it all the way through both series so far, is you're getting the likes of Stuart Broad standing over the umpire, making comments throughout the gauge being tested, and almost putting pressure on the umpire to change the ball, and then mm. making mock celebrations when they get the ball changed. Mm. And apparently the gauge, as I say, is just a guide. It's up to the umpire to look at it. And then he makes his assessment and he can, it's more within with his rights to throw it back to the, the fielding side and say, get on with it. But we, I mean, apparently COVID's played a part in these, these balls being not quite fit for purpose, but yeah, it's, it's happening far too often. And when we're talking about slow over rates, uh, you know, if we're stopping every two overs for a five minute, look at the the cricket ball, that's not helping get through overs Mm -hmm. at all, is it?
0: No, it is uh, definitely, I'll speak a little bit more on that, because I have my own opinion, but thank you, Sandip, for that question, or more of a statement. Um, back to the platings, Uh Virat Kohli.
1: Just love to, I love Virat Kohli, um, I know he's a bit marmite, isn't he, out there, and uh, people sometimes don't like the, his antics at times, but I just absolutely love the bloke, I've criticised him on Twitter in the past for overstepping what I think is the line, wherever that line is, we all have lines in different areas, don't we, but I just love him. I would love to see him get back to scoring runs on a, on a, you know, on a more fluent and regular basis because when he's playing well, there are a few better players in the world to watch. But I, I'm going to give him a nine purely because I saw him play again in England.
0: Well, fair enough. Uh, I don't think he can that at all. Now, I know he got a very good ball from Stokes, which inconsistent bounce happens. happens to Steve Smith against um, Anderson in aid. Um, so those things happen, but I don't think he impacted too much. I'll give him a three.
1: I can give him whatever I like. He gets a 90s Veracolli, you know. I love Coley.
0: that's why. That's why we love your James. Um, I, on actually Coley, Now, I meant I said last year, um, Steve Smith is done. He won't make another hundred. Is this the same with at Coley? He's done.
1: He's too good to be to uh, both Smith and Coley. To be fair, I think are too good to be written off. Yeah, Coley even more so. I think you know he's he's yeah. the one guy, um, probably before anybody else who was averaging over 50 in all forms of the game. Um, he's just a true I mean he's I think a lot of people when we're talking about this last two years I'll, I'll say it again you know, what Bairstow said about the bubble not being for him he just didn't he didn't fit a, a COVID bubble I think Virat's very similar you know busy kind of fellow wants to get out there he's used to having a lifestyle where he's he's travelling around and doing stuff and being you know crammed into a hotel room is not going to do him any good either he um, didn't do anybody any good really does it but the there are some personalities that really don't thrive in four walls of a hotel room, getting room service, waiting to be let out. Um I can imagine Virat's being one of those. And I think probably once we get back to normal a little bit, Virat will start to come back to his best. And he, he probably needs to play more as well. India plays that infrequently in the test arena. Yeah, but, they you know, do. He, he, gets, he gets one chance in the blue moon at the moment, doesn't need yeah. to actually score some test runs. Yeah. so uh,
0: Sandip was uh, more on my side, only a five out of four. Um, Back to player ratings, Uh, uh, this man not get a five. uh, Richard Punt.
1: Richard gets a nine he's just extraordinary love Richard pan i'd, I'd shoot you know if, if i knew he was playing somewhere anywhere in the world in any format in the world I'd try and turn it on and watch it if i could yeah. um because he's tremendous i just love the fact that he's always got a smile on his face and he plays stupid shots as well you know when he, when he plays a shot and it goes away for four or six and he's he's basically full on his backside and he's watching the ball go across the boundary lying on his elbow on the ground y- you can't make it up sometimes with him he plays st- he plays the classical shots. He plays the stupid shots. He plays all the inventive shots. His keeping's getting better. I thought his keeping was a little bit dodgy at times in this mm, test yeah. match, but it's getting better all the time. And he's just a phenomenal player. He's still only 24. I saw a stat the other day. He's head and shoulders above his peers in terms of wicketkeeper batsmen at the same age. Mm. And you think, well, that's because he's played more test matches than anybody else at the same age. He hasn't, actually. It's about the same. You know, the, the likes of... Quinton de Kock, the like, you know, all of, the, all of the kind of people that you think are really good wicketkeeper batsmen. Pant is miles ahead of them in the run scoring stakes. He's absolutely superb. Love him.
0: Going on, Richard Pant, are you surprised uh, he didn't use Jack Leach more often against Pant, uh, Pant? Now, Nathan Lyon has had success against Richard Pant bowling outside of off outside of um, off stump uh, when Pant's in that mood. So he bowls deliberately outside of stump getting Pant to chase wide. Are you surprised that the Jack Leach didn't bowl as much as he did
1: and didn't use that tactic? Well, I think he did use the tactic a little bit. One of the okay. ones that he fell on the floor to was one that he dragged from well outside yep. the off stump and hit yep. it over square leg. Okay. I don't. Th- to be honest, I don't think you can criticise Ben Stokes for his misuse or underuse of Jack Leach. He's bowling him far more than Joe Root used to, um, and Leach can't complain. Um, mm. And it was a different challenge for Jack Leach in this test match because New Zealand didn't really get after. After Jack, whereas Rishabh Pant was always going to try and get after him, uh, I thought he dealt with it reasonably well. Actually, Jack Leach, I think he's bowling okay, but yeah, just I mean, he's a he's a hard player for anybody to bowl at Rishabh Pant, isn't
0: he? Now, said, "Why why is our team falling down the last two years? We cannot produce a board batsman who can we who can trust? So who we can who we can trust? Yeah, we can't produce a, a board batsman who we can trust."
1: I think he's suggesting Nadim that um people that play consistently overseas. So I, think yeah. I think you got a short yeah. I think got a bit of a short memory there Nadim, um because you've got Rohit Sharma who was tremendous in the first mm. part of the series this series yeah. last year. Um you only have to go back to uh, India in Australia. I don't Lucas won't like me saying it but they were tremendous there. Um Pajara wearing the bruises, um Rishabh Pant getting his team across the line a couple of times. So you you do have quality players, um, but it's always the same. I mean, we're getting back to normal now, Nadim, as well, where um, we, we always used to talk about the fact that teams found it easier to win at home and then they struggled away. COVID mm. changed that. COVID leveled the playing field a little bit and COVID had, you know, empty stadiums and, ev- and both teams almost feeling like they were playing away because they were in the bubbles. That's now disappearing from us, thankfully. And we're getting crowds back in and people are able to move around more freely and enjoy life and, and what have you. COVID's still around, but we we're able to, mm. to kind of hopefully live with it. And we're starting to see England go back to normal because England mm. ha- usually are pretty strong at home. Yeah, you know, England are hard to beat yeah. in England. Um, yeah, they are, um, yeah. And India don't always come across here and find it very easy to play um, in the English conditions. So I think you're being a bit harsh then, Nadim. I think you've got some cracking players on that Indian side. England is not the easiest place to come to, particularly and, when you've got the likes of Jimmy Anderson moving the ball around corners.
0: And another one is KL Rahul, yeah. who I think did well in that early series last and there's year.
1: No, no doubt that yeah. India, in yeah. this test match, this this one-off continuation test match, missed yeah. both Rawit and KL.
0: Thanks for bringing that up, James. I'm not to read any more Indian comments regarding the uh, Australian Test Series. Uh, back um, to the uh, ratings. Uh, okay. that, um, that was I-
1: so good, wasn't it? A depleted third-team <laughs> yeah. India
0: yeah, all right.
1: yeah. basically beat you a lot.
0: Yeah, great. Fantastic. Full of IPL players. Uh, I really got. I really, uh, felt the notification exploding they trust me. And the is <laughs> yeah.
1: great for that because it brings these youngsters yeah. through, gets them blooded, puts them in front of these pressure yeah. cookery atmospheres and they get used to it early. Fantastic.
0: Yep. Yeah, uh, Subham said hello uh, hello guys hello Subham um, okay back
1: to play ratings Um, uh, oh, yeah. um Shaysaya yeah, I thought it was disappointing yeah. actually I've seen a lot of him and he's a tremendously um, flowing graceful cricketer he played one cover drive in the second innings which was a little bit more like him but especially the second innings he, he couldn't hit a pull shot to save his life he was clothing everything to, to mid wicket gets a three I think he
0: mm. c-
1: yeah, can do a lot better than that he said Deja I thought he his century in the first innings was superb. What
0: oh, I thought oh, his I thought oh, his innings, yeah. Yeah, it, thought on, his innings on, in, in
1: the second innings was good, but he didn't capitalize on batting with the tail. He it yeah. was, you know, he got out just before the new ball. He did everything right until the ball before the new ball, and then got himself out. Yeah. And we know what Jadeja, any anybody watching this that watches the IPL knows that Jadeja can be incredibly disruptive. He had the platform twice for India to bat with the tail and open his shoulders a little bit. And he didn't do that. So I think there's some minus points there. And I thought with the ball. Yeah, he's bowling, yeah. He bowled too flat, too fast, Mm. and he didn't give the ball a chance to spin. So I'm going to give Jadeja six.
0: Yeah, Kevin Kevin Peterson, amazingly, criticizing a spin bowler, said that he didn't fight it enough. But if you go to his point it is true he never really flighted a match he just bowled mm. very flat tried to blast his You've way got, through you, there was a, yeah
1: the, there's room to have the quicker ball yeah uh, of and he bowls that yeah. very well but you know yeah, take does. pace off and give it a bit more loop get it above yeah. the eye line get, allow it a chance to actually bite into the surface and he wasn't doing that
0: We have to judge on his bowl and We just can't judge on his innings uh, I'll giving him a, a seven a seven.
1: Okay, go to... Uh, i tell you what, I wish I had his hair. He's got the thickest, <laughs> most lustrous hair in the world, does not he? What a bloke. What a uh, rock star bloke. He's fantastic. Uh,
0: and something we don't talk about him, he's a world-class fielder. He's, he's probably one of the best fielders um, oh, He's, he's extraordinary. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you what,
1: the Advanced Hair Studio, if you're watching this, the Advanced Hair Studio, You know, obviously you've kind of rehabilitated many professional mm. cricketers' hair. You should sign up Ravindra Jajaja, not because mm. he needs you, but because he'd look fantastic on your advert. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Led by the uh, the late, great Shane Warne, uh, who did yeah. Um, yeah Yeah adverts along with Martin Crowe and all that. Um, I used to be on the Australian commercials during the early 2000s. Um, uh,
1: Shadow Taku. thought he bowled well um, at times. Mm. I mean, when you come up against a batsman so in a Root in form like that, it's hard to bowl at them. And Root's one of the hardest batsmen to bowl at in world cricket, I think. He just nudges and nurdles and deflects and then strokes you through the covers. He's hard to bowl at. I thought batting-wise, he, he got done over by Matty Potts. Um who we'll talk about in a second, I'm sure. But he oh yeah so before, four kind of like a bit mere.
0: Yeah. I thought he was okay with the bad times, but um he's also has an all-rounder. Um but he was very good in Australia, so I think batting could have been a little bit better. So I'm giving him around about a four. Um Mohammed Shami.
1: Shami, I tell you what, Shami I thought was brilliant. Um mm. and his his statistics in the match do not do him no. justice because he beat the outside edge of the bat. Every five seconds. He he was so unlucky. He had a couple of drop catches as well, I think, along the way. Yeah. He could quite easily have had five or six wickets in England's yeah. first innings. He ended up with two. And then he ended yeah. up wicketless in, in the second innings, didn't he? So, yes, um, yeah. in terms of how he played, he's about an eight or a nine. In yeah. terms of his actual statistics... He actually comes across as almost like a three or a four. So yeah. we'll, we'll put him somewhere in the middle at about a six.
0: Yeah. I was going to say six average. I was just about to give six. Um six. Nadim, um, just a quick question here. Who will uh, win the T20 series?
1: I think, I, I don't know Nadim. Butler coming into captain in England. England have got a ter- terrific T20 um, team, but so have India. I think both of these teams will go into the T20 World Cup um, as two of the, probably the three favourites to to win it Australia will be there or thereabouts New Zealand are always good but England and India will be right up there mm. um, so I think it's going to be really really a really good series I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to call it Nadim. I think it's going to be tremendous to watch looking forward to it
0: uh, okay um, the captain Bumrah.
1: just love him um, yeah. I mean his bowling action in itself is incredibly unique you'd be able to tell him anyway wouldn't you and I'll get jealous
0: James because he's a saint I'm taller than him and I can't get anywhere near his speed
1: <laughs> and and it, that, that bowling action was one way, I mean, it's mm. well documented, honed in his backyard because he had little space to actually run, do right. his run up. Um, and then when they, he started playing seriously, coaches got him on the grass stuff and tried to extend his run up and change it. And he stopped being out of bowl very well. So he went back to what the tried and tuss, trusted, which is a good lesson to anybody. Yeah, you, you, know, you, you, you can be quirky and be successful um, in sport. And um, Jasper, I thought, captain the team well. Um, I think it was hard to captain India in that second innings. Yeah. Um, uh, but bearing in mind it was his first try at captaincy ever, yeah. I don't think he did too badly. Bowling no, wise, I thought he average, right. Bowling-wise, brilliant. And Gary Sobers-esque in, with the bat in the first innings yeah. as well, you know, off Stuart Broad. He, yeah. he gets a seven. It's very good, yep. solid seven. I was going to say
0: seven indeed. Uh, better than average. He, he, he was very good. And the last one, uh, Mohammed Siraj.
1: Siraj, For me, probably gets a five batting. Take that out of the equation because he can't, can he? With the ball, I like the way he runs in. I like the fact he's feisty. I like the way he eyeballs a batsman. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. We, I like to see fast bowlers look a bit snarly sometimes, as long as it doesn't cross the line and end up being being petulant and nasty and really rude and derogatory and abusive. You know, Siraj has got a little bit of that in him, that mean streak in him. I didn't think he bowled particularly well on a consistent basis. There were some good balls in there, but there was too much on the pads and too much down the leg side. So he'd get a four and a half, I think, from me.
0: Oh, gee, that's a bit harsh. I was a little bit high. I thought he was fantastic in the first innings. Um, with the bowling, he picked up four wickets. I'm going to give him a spin. I thought, I thought that, again, it's tough to judge first. He did yeah, get the, he
1: got the tail out in the first innings, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, he did seem to... Um, yeah, he uh, picked up broad pots. Um, but he got Joe Root, uh, so that's, that's very hard to do when Joe Which Root is, is quite,
1: set. A, quite a handy wicket these days. Yeah,
0: so India's performance as a team, James.
1: I think they will be very disappointed. Um, yeah. I think they'll be sitting down in their dressing room tonight thinking, what on earth have we just done? Um, yeah. Because they controlled the first... I saw one of the correspondents said um, India won the first three days, England won the, the second two. And it, you know, if you compare it to a football match at half time in the, in the soccer matches, some people will see it. Um, England were probably 5 1 down um, at the, the half time. They had the mm-hmm. half time oranges, came back out again, and obviously won the second half and ended up winning 6 5, mm-hmm. didn't they? So yeah, um, it, it was that kind of topsy turvy sort of test match. And India played their part in that by allowing England back into it. Like I say, the second innings for India is where they took the foot off the neck of England. They could have really yeah. ground England into the dirt there and yeah. at least guaranteed themselves a draw, which would have been a, a one series. I think they'll be yeah. very disappointed. So as a result of that, yeah, probably a five out of ten or something. I think there's a lot they yeah. could have done differently in the last two days.
0: Yeah, they, they, they weren't blown away. They were in this test for a lot of a lot of time. Uh, I'm going to give them a five. We're going to speak about the England, not quite yet We're calling Alex Lee's.
1: Alex Lees has shown signs of improvement consistently. I think he had a poor test match at Headingley, um, but he was unlucky to be run out in the second innings because he got England off to a really good start. England's fastest ever century stand in a test match, which was a lot of it, was down to Alex Lees. And if you're actually taking you back to the West Indies, watching Alex Lees batting in the West Indies, where he put a lot of his shots away, yes. you'd have never have thought that Alex Lees would have been outscoring Zach Crawley in the way he was doing in the start, of that innings in the second dig. That... Opening partnership the century stand, and um, they both fell very soon afterwards. But that was very key to allowing Root and Basty to bat like they did because the ball was older and they they she they shielded Root from that new ball. So first innings not so much so seconding the yeah. second innings much better. Yeah, um, I'll give Crawley a a four and a half. I'll give yeah. Lee's a six. And I think both will start against South Africa. Really? You think they'll both play? Yeah. Especially Crawley, okay? They they see something in Zach Crawley. And as I said before, he played with a lot more discipline, left the ball much better. Now, if he can continue to have that mindset and take, you know, shelve some shots at the start of his innings and earn the right to play them later, then he maybe has a test future. But we'll see.
0: Okay. um, I'll give Alex Lees a five and Crawley a five. It's very hard to judge a player when he's been run out, mind you. That is a a, a mental error, but I don't think it was uh, Alex Lees' fault. I think Joe Root sold him a little bit there, James. Sold um, him down the river big time, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. A bit like
1: a on Steve Smith uh, last week. Ollie Pope. Ollie Pope gets one.
0: Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'll I don't know
1: he's... if you saw the. I mean, I'll give him two actually because I'm going to give him one for his work with the helmet cam at short leg. Because he made me feel sick throughout the test match. He was looking right. He was looking left. He was looking up. He was looking down. He looked everywhere apart from where I wanted yeah. him to look. And yeah. by the time the ball was delivered, I was in the in the toilet being sick because I got seasickness. <laughs> it was ridiculous.
0: Well, yeah. Well, you, you, you the um the the broadcast part, I think at Sky Sports. Just do a little bit of uh, of that. I, I don't mind the helmet cam. Barton could have done a little bit better than that vision. Um, it feels like they, what, a uh, roundabout. They picked,
1: they picked, obviously, the most hyperactive player in the England team to wear it. And they, they, they'd they have been better off, I think, actually doing it session by session and giving you like the highlights yeah. of his helmet cam yeah. edited yeah. down, which didn't make you feel yes. Yeah.
0: Exactly, yeah. I feel like you're on a, on a merry-go-round. Yeah. Uh, Ollie Pope, yeah, yeah, he went backwards in this test match, yeah. James, in my opinion. He had, a, he
1: had a good summer so far, but that wasn't his yeah. best uh, test, no. Root ten, Bearstow
0: yeah. ten, yeah. End of story. Yep. I'll give Root a nine. Would have loved it if he did in the first innings. Bersto for me just hit the nail on the head. Ten, did it first still All right, the innings. All right, let's give
1: Rootie a nine point five because we got we got to reward Bersto for back to back tons, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Ben Stokes, bowling wise, very good. Much better. Yep. Um, batting yeah. wise, what's he doing?
0: Yeah.
1: What's he What's he doing? Yeah. Buzz Bull fine. But, you know, you can't walk out there, Ben, wearing a buzzball T-shirt. Basically, um, he he seems to have this thing where I'm going to show the team how we're going to do this. I'm going to be massively reckless. That's not Mm. test cricket, Ben. You know what test cricket is like. You watched that. I mean, I'm going to mention it again. I'm really sorry, Lucas. But Headingley, 2019. um, The first 60 balls, he was three not out. He played really patiently. Then he started to play a little bit more aggressively. And then in the final third of his innings, he went bonkers. You have got different gears available to you in Test cricket. It doesn't all have to be shut your eyes and try and hit it over the top. Um, We saw Bairstow hitting it along the ground. He was equally aggressive, but he played with his brain and with technique. Stokes is a far better player than he's showing in this England Test team at the moment. All for positivity, but I'm not for um slogging reckless slogging and that's what stokes is doing at the moment so basically i'm going to give stokes 3
0: yeah i'll give him a i was going to give him a 5 his bowling was okay a little bit better but hitting wasn't that great um sam billings
1: batting wise in the first innings he did alright didn't he um, and yeah, his keepings um, his keepings not up to muster he mm. dropped a very simple chance which he was fortunate that was had his wits about him and and pouched on the rebound. 36 looked, in the
0: first innings, James.
1: He looked like he'd um, put butter on his gloves at some parts mm. of the, uh, when he was keeping. Yeah.
0: He doesn't, yeah. I mean,
1: to be fair, I mean, I really like Sam Billings and he's a good one-day player. He doesn't play enough Red Bull to mm. warrant being England's reserve keeper at the moment in Test cricket. He doesn't play enough Red Bull. And yeah, when you keep, when you're keeping in one-day cricket, you actually don't take that many catches or no. take that many takes because the batsmen are hitting yeah. the ball. Yeah. Batsmen chase after everything. They hit everything. So, yeah. say, you know, playing a T20, say, 120 balls, you might actually only take 10 of them. And you know, and the rest of it is just kind of catching the balls it's thrown in from the fielders. Whereas in a test match, they're leaving alone a lot. You're taking a lot more. You've got to concentrate for that much longer. It is a totally different challenge for a keeper. I'd like to see you know if they're going to use Sam Billings again, you know on the basis that Barstow's in the side, Pope's in the side, even if they're going to use Sam Billings again. He's got to play some county championship cricket for Kent and actually start to play red Bull cricket. But they've got uh, Ollie Robinson the second is um, another Ollie Robinson plays for Kent. The captain's Kent in the red Bull, keeps for keeps for Kent mm. in the red Bull. and he's a better better player than Sam Billings in my view.
0: Stuart Broader. <laughs> Our third man, Nadim, um, said, uh, what about Broad's future? Which is a very good question again, Nadim.
1: If you look back, Nadim, at Stuart Broad's past, it is a 99.99999% out of 100, isn't it? If you look at, at his future, I don't think there is too much of it to look forward to. I, I said earlier, Nadeem, I, thought, um, I think his powers are just starting to wane a little bit. I was speaking to somebody the other day who's a Nottinghamshire supporter who said when he saw him play in the championship he was a little bit disappointed um, that he'd look like he tailed off a little bit. He's got the ability to suddenly put in two overs where he changes a game and that's why he's still worth picking for England. But I think, you know, if you think about all the players that could come back for England, your Joffrey Arches, your Chris Wokes, who's in English conditions, your um, Ollie Stones, your Mark Woods, Ollie Robinson, there's a whole host of players out injured at the moment. If they're all suddenly back fit again, if you, you know, the Cricket gods suddenly wear their magic wand and they're all suddenly available for selection. I think Broad struggles to get into my best 11. Mm,
0: yeah, I've, my uh, my source from Nottingham said the same thing, that Stillboard has been very disappointing um, when he played those few games for Nottinghamshire.
1: I say before, yeah, you know, he's gone yeah. from being legendary class to yeah. world class to brilliant yes. to very good to now probably yeah. just good. Yeah. yeah, being a good test cricketer is not to be derided.
0: No, of course not, no. Well, I think uh, I think 99.9 will take a good player, um, or in fact, a good player, any format. Um, Jack Leach.
1: Four. Yeah. Did okay. Be, oh. yeah. Coming off his ten foot, um, Rishabh Pant tried to take him down. He got him out, didn't he? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think he was amazing. I don't think he was poor. Yeah, four or five.
0: Yeah, I'll give him, a, I think he was average, so around about five.
1: Um, Matthew Potts. Love Matthew Potts. Um, he's been England's real finder the summer. He's come from Durham. Uh, he, you get the impression with Matty Potts that Ben Stokes says, jump off that 36-story building, he'd go and do it for him. You know, he will He will do anything his captain asks. Yeah. He will run through a brick wall, um, go out and play naked for us for a session. He'd do that. You know, anything asked of him, he will do it for his country. I don't think they'll ask him that. But the and and what he's it's not
0: doing the 1800s is anymore, James.
1: <laughs> what what he's doing is good, isn't it? You know, he's 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 brilliant because he's coming. He's had a, obviously a great debut at Lords. He's taken wickets in in pretty much every innings. He's bowled out. He's been economical when he's been required to. He's bowled the short ball when he's been asked to. He's taken wickets when they needed them. And he's taken important wickets as well. I think he's been yeah. absolutely superb this summer. And um, this test match maybe didn't get quite the the wickets yeah. that he, his bowling deserved, but he still gets a six or a seven. He's he's certainly not um he's not had a bad test.
0: I think that's it for the uh oh no I've done this two weeks Nick right. I was thinking it again. Lucas. Um oh. forgive me. Forgive me. I've done it again, James. James Anderson.
1: Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy, 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 oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, etc. Just, I mean, I've said this for the last three or four years and I said it when Shane Warne was coming towards the end as well and I'm pleased that I actually heeded my own advice in that respect. You are in Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson and increasingly Joe Root um, and hopefully Johnny Bairstow for many years to come and Ben Stokes and for Australia. Yeah, there are certain players you know we're going to still be talking about in 50 years' time if we're still around. Anderson and Broad are two of those guys, and we need to treasure every single ball they bowl. We need to soak them into our retinas. We need to embrace the fact that they have been cricketing gods for England. Um, Twelve hundred wickets or, or more between them in in Test cricket. It will come to an end at some stage. They are not going to basically, you know, they can beat every kind of batsman around the world, but they won't be able to beat Old Father Time who will catch up with them at some stage. Mm. Um, but let's just enjoy them while they last because they are legendary. We still talk yeah. about Statham and Truman yeah. for England, going back to kind of yeah. like the 50s and 60s. We'll always talk about Lillian Thompson for Australia. Yes. We'll talk about the the battery of fast bowlers that West Indies had mm. in the mm. 80s. We'll, for, from an English perspective, Broad and Anderson will be talked mm. about in 100 years' time. So yeah. every time they walk out there, clap them, celebrate them, and watch them as closely as you can because it won't go on for for, for too much longer.
0: Yep, um I'm I'm giving James Anderson an eight. He was fantastic. Okay, now oh, England's performance today as a team. I
1: mean, I, I don't know where we go from here because I've I've, yeah. I've lost complete track of what normal is. I mean, yeah. what, what is cricket? What is test cricket? What are the... When you're talking about what's going to happen as a pundit now in the next sort of hour or something, how how do you deal with this? Because the rules are changing in front of our very eyes. It's brilliant to watch. It's absolutely amazing to watch. No team chases through. It's the highest ever chase that England have done in test mm-hmm. match history. It's the eighth highest, I think, in, in world test history. England have played... 1,500 or so um, test matches, and that's the best they've ever chased down. Eighth best, it's the best in Eng- uh, England, apart from once, the Australians and the Bradman, in 1948, I think, uh, got four, just over 400 in England. It beat the record at Edgbaston by about 100 runs for a chase. It's just rewriting what is normal in front of our eyes. And mm. they asked Joe Root after the... Uh, match finished about how do they see this as being possible because from the minute Root and Bairstow got together it looked like they believed they were going to knock the runs off and that you know belief is one thing and that belief comes from three test matches against New Zealand and taking all of the confidence out of that into this game against India thinking if because quite honestly if India had set England 600 in two hours they would have gone for it and they'd have lost but they would have mm. gone for it because that's just how they're playing their cricket these days. They just have this belief and there will be days where, I mean, I think um, Johnny Besto said it today. There will be days where this kind of mentality goes wrong and they lose a the test match for it. But while it's lasting, while they're winning and while they're playing cricket like this and while Bairstow mm. and Root are batting like they are doing, just it's absolutely superb, isn't
0: it? Josh said this has to be one of the greatest wins for England in the past few years. Probably more than that, James. A decade, if not more. It was, it was unbelievable
1: that win. Well, they don't mean too many wins to pick from in the in recent times. I mean, Ruti actually got asked. Um, they were taking the Mickey out of him a little bit on the interview post match because um, he, he they ended up kind of almost cri- implicitly or subtly criticizing his captaincy. He had a big smile. He says, "Yeah, it's my fault. You know, I didn't pick best best was in and out under my captaincy. That's my fault. Blame me." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. But the the mood in that side, I mean, one of the most pleasing things of this summer so far for me as somebody that uh, knows Joe Root a little bit um, is just seeing the pressure, the strain of captaincy come off his shoulders. In the West Indies, he looked a shadow of his former self, looked completely drained. You watch him being interviewed after this match today, massive smile on his face and just absolutely loving life. And... Uh, Yeah, magnificent, absolutely magnificent to see it. And uh, he's a lovely lad, as I say, cheeky, chappy, cricket badger, um, and good to see him doing well. Best, Best test batsman in the world by a mile at the moment.
0: My name is Jacob, and I sent the badger a message, and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Now, England do play some white against India. So, what will they do with the uh, with the squad up in Lords first test? Same
1: squad? Ah, it's going to be more of the same, isn't it? I can't see there being yep. too many changes. As if, yep. I think there's a round of about three county championship games. It is yep. an opportunity for the Ben Comptons, Tom Haynes, is to score yep. massive centuries, two or yep. three massive centuries. They'll be hoping yep. to, to at least kind of say to the selectors, look, we are here yeah, uh, and we do have a claim. Um, yep. But... And it's also going to be interesting to monitor how um, Zach Crawley and Lee score for Kent and Durham, respectively, because they, off the back of that second innings, which was good, but it's certainly not, it goes some way to suggesting they can play test cricket, but it doesn't necessarily convince completely. But if they if if Zach goes back to Kent and suddenly goes bang bang with two hundreds, then all of a sudden you're yeah. starting to think, well, maybe he's running into some form now. So, mm. um, but I, I don't think there's going to be too much of a change, to be honest. We're going to have some white ball cricket now, which is going to be exciting. India first, and then South Africa in the white ball, and then yeah. into the Test series against South Africa. South Africa, a resurgent team playing better. Yes, um, got some good players. Um, England are certainly going to have to play well, but on the basis of what we've seen. I think England will just go into that with huge amounts of confidence and South Africa will be wary. I would imagine if South Africa win the toss, they will probably want to give England first dibs on the batting and to upset yes. the strategy a bit. Yeah.
0: Well, we've seen that in White Bull series with Australia, though, who would deliberately bat first on bowling-friendly pitches. Oh, sorry, that would uh, bowl first on... Um, was it battle bowl? No, because England like chasing. So they'd bat first on ball-friendly bridges mm-hmm. as a strategy to put off the England um, yeah. off the England batsmen that like to chase because they, I don't, mean, they just it, don't like...
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the, obviously, all these records that have been broken by England. They've batted <laughs> seconds in every single one of the four test yeah. matches so far yeah. this, this, season, this season. So... Yeah, Yeah, they they can't chase 400 in the final innings if they're batting first. Um, So that might be something South Africa actually seriously think about in terms of how they're going to approach the Test match and do we give England a different kind of challenge? Can England win batting first now? That's the next question, isn't it? But they've they've shown they're pretty good at winning batting second, haven't they? (laughs)
0: Podcast Network.